This is Making Shift Happen, and I'm your host, Jen Cates. Over the years, I've coached hundreds of clients to find their ideal self through the way they nourish their bodies and minds, and now I'm here to help pass on these same strategies to you. So let's stop the madness and get your results once and for all. Let's go. Hello, family. Today, we're talking about balance because even more than strength and power training, balance is absolutely crucial for your health longevity, hell, as well as your overall performance, not only on the bike, but also in your daily life and your day-to-day activity and movements and things like that. Because this is really the one reason older individuals do suffer broken bones as they age because, because they lack balance. And, you know, if you think about how it applies to your running or biking or other sports, but let's just talk about those two particular sports, uh, in general, think about the times that you have to scramble up a loose hill, (laughs) or maybe when you have to hike a bike, our favorite thing to do, right? When you have to hike a bike while you're riding on steeper terrain, especially if it is steep and loose terrain, having improved balance helps you avoid various injuries, especially things like sprained ankles or even just falling in general on, you know, steeper terrain or in, in scenarios similar to that. So balance really helps, uh, you know, having improved balance helps you avoid those injuries, but then it also really helps you kind of showcase your, your proprioception. I don't know how else to, to word it. I was trying to think of a different way to put it, but let me explain what proprioception is. Proprioception is basically your, your understanding of your body in space. So how your body is moving in general in space. And it's basically how you're able to move your body in this realm, you know, in this, in this realm that we're in. Now, there are a couple of things that obviously there's actually several things that play into this, but I will say with proprioception, you can increase or improve your proprioception by playing sports. I I will find that, you know, especially folks who have done any type of martial arts, you know, jujitsu, anything that involves just body movement, dance, especially dance, you know, if you have a dance history, those individuals tend to have a really, really strong proprioception. They have a really good understanding of how their body does move in space. Now, even soccer players or any individuals who've played sports for longer periods of time, they will have better proprioception, generally speaking, than those who are maybe a little bit later to the sports game or were introduced to sports maybe later in life. And that's okay. The thing here is to know that balance can be exercised just like any muscle or any skill or any power or anything like that your balance can be exercised and improved upon just as much as your strength and power and everything like that. So there is hope, but I will say the one thing that does play into balance is of course your understanding of how your body is moving. So your proprioception. Now, other things that play into your balance are of course your ears and your eye health. Those, those two things in particular do impact your balance overall because let me explain. Inside your ears, there are very sensitive parts and it's basically, it's considered, it's what's called a vestibular system. It's one of my favorite words. And that is what helps manage your, your balance is your inner ear. And your eyes, of course, are what you see and observe where you are in space. So that's one way that you can take in 
uh, and, and basically elicit the proprioception. Now, having an issue with either of these systems obviously can impact your balance. So if you do have an inner ear issue or if you do have an eye health issue, then yes, that can play a role. You know, if you do, if you have vertigo, for example, it's chronic vertigo that can impact your balance overall. Now, speaking of this in terms of sports, especially regarding running and biking, So on the mountain bike, for example, or any kind of bike, your eyes are what tell you what is coming up on the trail now. So about, you know, one to two seconds in front of your wheel to next, which is several seconds down the trail, because that's really what you should be doing when you're riding. You know, you should be looking at now and next and just getting an idea of where you are going in space, where you you are going on the trail. Same thing with running, especially if you are trail running and you're not really running necessarily on something that's a little bit more stable like the road or a little bit more consistent rather like the road or sidewalk or something like that. But if you are trail running, it's the same thing. You should be looking at now and next uh, because you always need to know more or less where you're putting your foot now and where you're going to be, you know, kind of uh, drawing your line or, or mapping out your line, whether it's on your feet or on your bike on the trail going forward. So balance does help with, with everything, you know, that we talked about, but eyes, ears, that plays a role. And the health of those two things really uh, help you improve or help you just in your general balance day to day. So balance is also elicited by really, uh, correcting your body position naturally at a, a couple of different ways on your body. So It's either at your hips. You can change your balance of your body at your hips. I'm actually doing this, I don't know, subconsciously right now as I'm talking to y'all. I'm moving my hips to the sides like Shakira. Um, But you can adjust your your body position at your hips. Also, you can a little bit at your knees. um, But I will say generally hips are a little bit easier. And then ankles uh, as well as your foot and your, your stepping Um, your ankles obviously are what help plant you and connect you between your feet and your legs. And those are going to be your big balance points. Now, of course you can obviously use your arms in terms of balance and things like that. But even when you're using your arms, you're still, I'd say the biggest mover for balance is going to be your hips. And you know, that if you, especially if you think about it in terms of how you adjust, whether you're running or especially when you're biking, you are really moving your hips, especially think about those berm turns at the bike park or something in that regard where you're really moving those hips on the outside to keep yourself, keep your legs nice and planted, um, keep your wheels rather nice and planted in, in that turn, just as an example. So hopefully you can kind of imagine and see how this works and how the body in terms of your proprioception and eyes and ears and everything is taking in, in all of the information while you're biking, that is where your body just naturally moves around and dictates its balance and keep, helps it keep balance by moving those, those body parts. Now you can also take a step with your foot or you can change your stance with one or both of your feet by moving either forward or laterally, or, you know, something in those, in those types of elements. So that's basically how you can, can elicit balance and change your balance using your body. Now, balance training, however, can help you manage all of the parts of your body much more. So you, so you don't depend on one part like your, your eyes and visually, for example. Okay. So balance training helps you gain a better balance over the bike 
or barbell, depending on what sport you participate in, even in running or any other sport really. But I really want to focus mostly on obviously mountain biking since that's that's my favorite sport, that and barbell sports. So with targeted training, you can improve your balance with a variety of different movements. So that is the good news. Just like I talked earlier, it is a muscle. It is just like a muscle that you can that you can work on, uh, and that you can you can exercise and improve upon and get, have it get stronger with experience. So. There are ways that you can increase the challenge of even the most basic movements in strength training. And the way you do that is by varying them through changing your overall body position. And let me give you some examples here. And I'm going to give you some examples, really just going from like easiest to maybe the most difficult. All right. First thing is you can do your movements with your eyes open. Because again, remember, like I said earlier, your eyes are going to be the one way that you're taking in information around you, and that is helping you dictate your proprioception, your balance in in space, okay? So eyes open, eyes closed is going to be the more difficult uh, way to do things. So for example, balance on one foot with your eyes open, all right? I'm doing this right now as as I'm talking to you all. And then I'm going to do it with my eyes closed. And I can already notice, even with my eyes closed, I really wish I was videoing myself right now. Actually, I don't. But just so you you all can see what I'm talking about, as soon as I close my eyes, my ankles start to move. My ankle, rather, starts to move. So I'm balanced on my left foot right now. And I have my eyes open now. As soon as I close my eyes, which I just did, I can feel my ankle move side to side because my my smaller muscles in my foot are trying to correct because now I don't have the input with my eyes. Now I'm, I'm not able to see where my body is in space. Once I close my eyes, I can't see it. I can't see anything. And that puts the body in this mode of, okay, let me just try to balance it a little bit more because we're not taking in that, that, that picture, (laughs) that visual. So it's kind of funny how that works, but even just while you're working, especially if you have a sit to stand desk, so during the day, you can balance on one foot, especially if you're on a phone call or something like that. I do this quite often, actually, when I'm on client calls or, or you know, chemistry calls with new folks. I'll just be standing here, you know, like kind of pigeon legged, almost like in a tree pose. If you do yoga, I'll have one foot up on the other knee and I'll be balanced and eyes open. And I most of the time you do this with eyes open because I'm really listening. But when I really, really want to listen to what folks are saying, saying to me, or if I'm really trying to understand a problem that they're having or an issue or obstacle or something like that, I'll go ahead and just close my eyes. And it does. It really encourages that, that little balance element makes it that much more difficult. And it's such a simple, simple thing you can do. Literally just closing your eyes. You don't have to do anything. It's crazy. Of course, be safe. Make sure that you don't have anything around you that you can, you know, fall in and it's unsafe or any sharp objects around you that you can fall into. Um, so that's my little disclaimer. So you can do movements with your eyes open or eyes closed. That's a little recap. Next, uh, I really do love doing a split stance with your feet separated. So split stance with feet separated. Basically, think about being in a lunge position. So that's going to be a very similar stance. You can also narrow or widen that stance. So the wider the stance, the more stable you're going to be. The more narrow you are, kind of like if you're on a tightrope, the more the more uh, testing you will have with your balance, if that makes sense. So you're just going to you're just going to encourage that much more need for the movements of the hips, knees, and ankles, and things like that. Uh, the the more narrow that the stance is. Another stance that I love is the kick stand stance. 
say that three times fast. And this is where you have one foot supporting themselves slightly. So, you know, imagine, like I said earlier, I was standing on just one foot. Well, now imagine if I'm, okay, imagine in your eyes, I'm standing on my left foot right now. Now I'm going to put my right, my right foot, my white foot, I'm going to put my right foot right behind or to the, to the right of my left foot, but I'm just going to put my toes down to basically the tip, my tippy toes down to the ball of my foot. And again, that's, that's kind of like you're kicking out a kickstand on a bike, right? (laughs) If you still have kickstands on your bike. So it's a little bit more support. I'm still balancing on my left foot, but I do have that little added support of my foot. It's nice. I love kickstands. You can do kickstand deadlifts, you know, kickstand squats, even that will be a little bit more aggressive for people with knees. If you have any knee issues. So just be, be wary of that. You can do even do kickstand stance with like lateral raises on upper body movements or bicep curls or things like that. Because again, you're, you're moving your, you're working your balance muscles, no matter what type of movement you're doing. Another option is kneeling. However, start with kneeling on both of your knees. So I would recommend making sure that you you do have a little bit of a cushion underneath your knees just because you don't want to develop any any type of uh, issues like bursitis or things like that later on. So just cushion those knees with whether it's a yoga mat or some sort of cushion. And you could do movements uh, kneeling on both knees. Again, you can do uh, Arnold's presses overhead or I should say Arnold's presses, singular Arnold presses overhead or again, lateral raises. You can do a lot of upper body stuff with kneeling on both knees. You can do paloff presses. I mean, there's so many things you can do kneeling on both knees. Now, the other thing that you can do is half kneeling on one knee when you're kind of in a lunge position again. So kind of like split stance, but now with the split stance, you're taking it to, to the point where you're bringing that knee, that the back knee down and putting it in, you know, onto the ground. Now you can also do half kneeling, elevate it. And this is where your kneeling knee is elevated off the ground for more of a challenge. And how you can do that is yoga blocks. You can stand on yoga block. You can stand on, you know, those like old school steppers <laughs> uh, from like the eighties and nineties. They, you can stack them. Um, you know, they're kind of like blocks. You can also do this on blocks, really anything, uh, you know, PT pads that will be, or that will, if you do anything soft. So if you use a soft surface to elevate your, your back foot on, that's going to add even more of a challenge to your balance because it's, it's a softer surface and you're really trying to, to balance even more on that softer surface. Imagine, of course, common sense, you're going to have an easier time by, you're going to have an easier time balancing if you're on a harder surface naturally. So if you soften the surface, such as even a BOSU ball or you know, something that's a little bit softer, like those, like those thick blue PT pads that you might see in PT, PT offices and things like that. Uh, those will be great. Now, one way that you can advance actually is to use a softer surface to balance on. So that's kind of the next phase. So like I said, first of all, when I said, you know, balancing on first on, on one foot and then balancing, you know, with your eyes open and eyes closed, you can there then therefore then do it on a soft pad. So you can get one of those PT pads, you can stand on it, and again, do the same thing. Eyes open, eyes closed. You can do a kickstand if you need to. You can, therefore, you can then kneel on that soft surface, whatever you need to. But 
even just, again, changing the surface on which you're standing is really going to, to help work the balance. And you can do all of this without using a slack line or something really advanced or more challenging, or even a balance board. Like the, You don't have to use a balance board. You don't have to get one. And this is not to negate them because they are useful tools, but just know you don't have to do that because most of the time, a lot of the athletes that I'm working with and myself included, we don't even have to go that far to go to a balance board. Hell, most of the people that I that I work with when I do the balance uh, check with them when I when I do train them in person, they have a hard time just standing um, on one foot with eyes open and eyes closed. So why should we therefore have them go from zero to sixty miles per hour and get on a balance board or get on a BOSU ball? No, just freaking stand there, stand on one foot and do the same damn thing on one foot. Like that to me is really what's going to challenge your balance that much more than just jumping right onto a BOSU ball or trying to get fancy. And that's where I do speak pretty, I am pretty vocal uh, against a lot of those cool and sexy movements that you see on Instagram because they're, they're new and they're innovative and they're awesome and they're, they're challenging, but you know what? Chances are you just need to go to the back to the basics, work on those basics. And then, yeah, you can do a little bit more of the challenging things. And then you can also risk less, less injury by doing the basics. And, but you know, that's not the sexy thing. No one wants to go back to the basics. And ultimately that is what balance training is, is you're really going back to the basics. You're really working on your stabilizer muscles and all of those tiny muscles that work in the foot and the ankle and every, every, every in the core and everywhere where it all plays a role in the greater you know, scheme of things or the greater, the greater scenario. I don't know. I'm having a hard time with words right now. Um, but yes, go back to the basics. Think about these things again, stand on one foot, eyes open, eyes closed, try a split stance with your feet separated, almost in lunge position. Try a kickstand stance, try kneeling on both knees, try half kneeling on one knee. When you're in a lunge position, try half kneeling with your, your knee elevator or that back foot elevated or both feet elevated. And you know, that's where your bottom knee is off the ground. And that's going to be even more challenging. Uh, you can try it to where you're on one foot and you're bringing that other leg out away from you and you're still doing some sort of bandit movement or, or whatever. But there are so many ways that you can elicit a type of balance training that isn't going to injure you. That isn't going to, to put you at risk, like getting on a balance board or getting on a BOSU ball and doing something crazy or silly. So balance training really ultimately can help you feel of course, more balanced and therefore in greater control while you're on the bike or even off the bike in your daily day to day, you know, activities and movement, getting groceries, getting something off the top shelf of the, at the grocery store. Like I always have to do, cause I'm, I'm pretty short. Um, Balance ultimately, it just helps you minimize your need to move your body excessively on and off the bike, you know, by overcorrecting. Instead, it helps you know how to micromanage your your body movements really to make those those slight changes, those slight variations instead of doing the overcorrecting movements. So if you're ready to take your balance and really ultimately your your overall performance to the next level, then I'd love for you to join me in the upcoming launch of the Shred Strong program, specifically for mountain bikers to get strong on and off the bike year round. The link is in the bio. It's launching, or not in the link in the bio, the link is in the show notes. I'm launching this year-long periodized strength and conditioning program for, for mountain bikers specifically on Monday, October 11th. This is the same exact program that I follow year round, and I love it. It simply works. And let's get you in your balance dialed. 
So please join the waitlist for Shred Strong today. The link is in the show notes. I'd love it if you if you joined and even just expressed interest. Um, I'll add you to the email list. Don't worry, I don't excessively email. I email maybe a couple times a month, not too many times, um, but it's all useful stuff and just fun stuff, and it's pretty simple and straightforward, kind of like me. <laughs> but I so appreciate you giving today's episode a listen. If you like it, please share it on the social. Uh, so on all the socials really, and give me a review. If you haven't already, I would appreciate it so much. I'm so grateful for you. I hope you all have a beautiful day.